All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Monday, March the 3rd, 2022, and excuse me, Monday, March the 7th, I apologize, 2022, and we have quite a bit to cover today, so let me just save you folks some time if you don't want to hear about Ukraine. I'm going to get the Ukraine stuff out in uh, out of the way with at first, so probably maybe the first 5-10 minutes we'll be discussing Ukraine, and then after that we'll be going to some global developments. So I would recommend if you don't want to hear anything pertaining to Ukraine, probably skip to about maybe 10-15 to 15 minutes in roughly, um, because I know that again it could be tiresome, but I do feel that we need to keep our, our finger on the pulse, but also have a very big picture neutral perspective in the sense of... Uh, you know, being able to disseminate some of this alleged propaganda. So let me just put that out there. So first and foremost, Israeli Prime Minister Bennett is reportedly now meeting with Putin in the Kremlin after a secret trip to Moscow. This comes hours after Russia threatened to use talks on the Iran nuclear deal to pressure the U.S. over Ukraine sanctions. Zelensky has asked Bennett to mediate with Russia previously. Uh, Shortly after, there was an update which was that uh, stating that Bennett was now on his way home from Moscow to Berlin and spoke with Zelensky after meeting with Putin. So... Sorry, he's now on his way from Moscow to Berlin. His home is Israel, obviously. So, look, let me just say right off the bat that I'm just going to clear the air here. For those, for you folks that say, you know, Dave, what do you think about what's going on in real time? I know I already gave my opinion last week. Look, this is what I gather personally. There's a couple things I cannot say for the sake of, you know, YouTube nabbing me. Uh, but those things that were allegedly, you know, not just underground, but on the surface as well. I think it has to do with that. It has to do with um, Russians being uh, burned alive by the Ukrainian Azov Battalion. Now, with that being said, let me also be clear again. I'm not saying this is justification for Putin to go in, but as intellectuals like Noam Chomsky, I hate to even have to admit that he is one, but or maybe maybe not, Henry Kissinger and what have you, they... They've been saying for years, um, in addition to other political pundits and intellectuals that used to be on CNN and Fox and MSNBC all the time, but then after they would make their opinions heard about Ukraine, you never see them on the mainstream media anymore. I wonder why. Again, these are like the smarty pants people of at least the West with respects to their uh, to strategy in Ukraine. And you know what those guys said? I'm not kidding. Henry Kissinger, Noam Chomsky, and I think four or five others at the very least that are highly regarded professors and whatnot. They said they've been saying for, I think, the last decade at the very least, Ukraine should act as a mediator between Russia and um, and the West, so to speak, and to prop up the Ukrainian economy and find a mutual agreement economically. For not so, it's a win-win-win for Russia, for the West, and for the people of Ukraine. I think that's a great idea. But again, clearly, you know, Victoria Newland and you know the Clinton, um, Hillary Clinton, the Obama administration, the, the even the Bush administration, to be fair, uh, didn't even seem like they wanted to go down that path. And the reason I can cite such references so far back to even the Bush administration is because these intellectuals have been saying this again I say for at least a decade I think far more than far longer than that I believe um if I'm not mistaken Ross Perot wrote in his book 1998 or 1999 the book called Repub- a republic not an empire he he also uh, advocated for the same thing H- henry kissinger again total in my opinion warmonger worst to the worst one of the guys that is probably chipped with the et stuff no, no kidding um he's even said too ukraine should act as a mediator so again take that as you will i want to be very clear here i'm not trying to take sides i just think that that option proposed by ironically go figure those warmongers was a better option than what's happening right now so okay we'll leave it at that 
The next thing is that, again, we're still going to be covering Ukraine stuff. Elon Musk's Starlink will not shut down Russian news sources as requested by some governments. Elon Musk tweeted out and I, saying, and I quote, all news sources are partially propaganda, some more than others, end quote. Look, I don't really like the guy, but in my humble opinion, he's not wrong. Uh, that's just my take on it. He's not wrong. Um, the next thing is that PayPal shuts down its service in Russia. Um, speaking of which, sorry, I should have, before that, I should have reported this first. Elon Musk, CEO of the largest U.S. electric car company, urges, quote, We need to increase oil and gas output immediately. This would negatively affect Tesla, but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian oil and gas exports. And quote, again, I don't like the guy for a multitude of reasons, but to be fair, in this particular case, I, I'm inclined to agree with him. Um, and and I, I don't sigh because I'm hesitant to agree with him. I have no problem with disagreeing with people in many things and then agreeing with them in other things. I see nothing wrong with that. The point, however, here is that, again... It's interesting to see that even someone like Elon Musk is saying this. Now, again, granted, we also have to consider that maybe, again, he's putting this out there to be the the opposing figure in this conversation to get people like myself saying, oh, look, let's get Elon on our side. Now, we have to consider all the options, folks, truly. Um, the next thing is that Putin said, quote, sanctions that are, sorry, one second, sanctions that are being introduced are akin to a declaration of war. End quote on Russia, he said. He also added that any attempts to, estab to establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine by any country will be seen as joining conflict. Again, I'm not for what Putin is doing whatsoever, let me be very clear. However, from the perspective of a strategical and sadly military-industrial complex apparatus, not just within the West, I, this was, I mean... I don't want to say justified, but I, I can, to a very limited extent, I could see why and how he's doing this. And let me just, let's do a very quick thought exercise, folks. And I want to just clarify this, okay? Because again, I'm not siding with Putin, but we have to look at this neutrally here. If Putin decided, for example, to send a bunch of extremists or fund a bunch of extremists, say, let's just say, in Cuba and train them to then, I don't know, uh, get really close to Hawaii, for example, and then Russia started putting missile silos and what have you, allegedly, to be fair for YouTube, right on the border of Hawaii, or right on the border of Cuba, excuse me. You don't think the U.S. would have taken them out long ago? This is, now flip that around, folks, and that's exactly what's happening here, and I also, again, this is no disrespect to the audience listening, because you all are very smart folks, but I don't think a lot of people realize geographically where Ukraine is located, again, it's literally, I mean, again, the NATO's pushed Russia's back against the wall, so to speak. Um, and to be fair, it was also promised to Russia for multiple times over that NATO would not expand one inch to the east. Turns out they did. The Bush administration, I believe, tried to use that expansion as an excuse to say, oh, look, you know, we're afraid of Iran, yada, yada, but that even that excuse didn't fly. So please forgive me for that little tangent. I just want to clarify. I'm not, it's like, it's picking a shittier stick between the two. There's no... There's no winning in this case. Um, the next thing is that MasterCard has suspended all its operations in Russia, so has Visa. Visa and MasterCard combined account for 74% of all payment transactions in Russia. Um, Visa MasterCard uh, ban, speaking of that, uh, has been addressed by Russian banks very quickly. So what has happened is that Russian banks have rushed to switch to the Chinese card system called UnionPay, the second largest and fastest growing global credit card network. The Chinese UnionPay uh, payment acceptance network has recently expanded to 180 countries, including to the United States, Canada, and the European Union region. 
And to follow up with that, let me just say that VPN apps are now the top uh, are now at the top of the Apple App Store charts in Russia. So, okay, this is what's interesting about all of this. Um, this makes me think, again, I'm not trying to make it so black and white, but is Putin pushing against the New World Order? And I say that very carefully, very carefully, because I don't think it's as black and white as we may want it to be or maybe as it truly is. Now, when we look at this, I wonder to what extent the West had any type of long-term plan to defeat this Chinese payment system. And I say that because, again, if the Chinese overcome the West in, or, and Europeans in its alliance and apparatus of the banking system... You're, you're basically sticking a thumb to the New World Order in my humble perspective. Now, we also have to consider Putin, if I'm not mistaken, he's a, he's, um, he has very close relationships with, with uh, I think, with the Mossad. Again, it's, it's a multi-pronged chess game, folks, and I'm not saying I have the answer. I truly don't. Now, one interesting thing about this is that it's also been alleged and speculated as well that, again, Putin doesn't care about the sanctions coming from Europe and the West because, you know, he's banking on China to offset those sanctions. Now, allegedly, it's also been speculated that China's even s stepping back and saying, hmm, hold on. We didn't think Putin was really going to go, part of my uh, metaphor here, balls deep as much as he has. Again, uh, this is pure speculation. Unless we know what's going on behind the scenes, it's hard to say. Now, there is something else I would like to report as well, that... If I am if I am uh, spreading anything that's nonsense, please forgive me. I have yet to be able to verify this from any quote unquote official outlet, if you will. And again, we have to even define what that means. But let, that's for another conversation. Allegedly, Putin reinstated the gold standard for the Russian ruble. Um, essentially, for those who, again, assuming I understand this correctly, I'm not an economist, but please bear with me to explain it in layman's terms. That means essentially that the gold is now the underlying value of the Russian fiat currency. Now, that was the case with the American dollar up until, I believe, the early 70s, where Richard Nixon, I believe 1971 or 73, somewhere around there, Richard Nixon uh, got rid of the gold standard. So the gold... Uh, like the value of gold no longer props up the American currency, the American dollar, which in, in nature, if you look at big picture, con, quote unquote, conveniently allowed for the American banks and, you know, the, the, the banking system and the Fed, if I'm not mistaken, to print more money like crazy. So again, that's what creates that sort of inflation and all that. Now, for those at the top, relative to a long term plan back in the 70s, this is great if you want to milk the masses of the world to get rid of the gold standard. Now, again, to see Putin going back to that, in my humble opinion, that's big. But again, there's lots to speculate on still. The next thing is that NATO countries have, quote, a green light to send fighter jets to Ukraine, says U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Blinken's remarks came a day after President Zelensky asked members of the U.S. Congress to provide fighter jets in a Zoom phone call on Saturday. Again, take that as you will, because I can't sit here and side with either or. It's two shitty ends of the stick. And again... That's how I see it, at least. Um, the next thing is that TikTok suspends uploading of new videos and live streaming in Russia. Netflix also suspended its services in Russia. The thing with this, though, again, is that if you... I'm curious to see when they take away... If they take away the VPN apps. And when I say they, I'm talking again of the... I guess you could say the, the tech oligarchs, if you will, or something like this. And this is when it becomes a multi-pronged chess game. Because now you have the military complex. You have private industry getting involved. You have many different interests with big money here. So, again, it's possible Putin is just going, you know, blunder after blunder in with respects to his moves. And they're not strategic at all. Maybe some are strategic, some aren't. 
maybe it's all strategic. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, again, notice, by the way, from a, in my humble perspective, a stigma campaign or propaganda standpoint, psychological warfare. Notice how the news keeps saying, oh, look, Netflix, TikTok, all this stuff is suspended in Russia. But what they don't tell you is that VPN apps are number one on the app store in Russia. Because again, VPN gets around all that crap. So Again, um, the next thing is that Brent crude oil surges to $130 a barrel, beating 2012's peak of over $128 a barrel. It is still below the all-time high of $147 a barrel set back in 2008. Again, this is interesting to see. This is interesting to speculate on, even if you're not an economist or anything like that, to sort of see the fluctuation. There's so many routes we can go here with respects to, again... It all comes down to, in my humble opinion, the stance in which Putin has taken. And maybe he himself doesn't even know where he stands yet strategically. That's another thing, too, we have to consider. Because this whole thing of the, the West putting out there, oh my god, you know, Putin, he, he only has a few days to fully take Ukraine or else his whole plan is fumbled. We got to consider what Elon Musk said, too, about, again, propaganda, folks. And for the sake of YouTube, that's Elon saying that, not me. So, again, it's not... If you're gonna, if you're actually pulling a strategic military operation and a part invasion, which I'm not for whatsoever, let me rein, reinvigorate that statement. It, it seems like you'd be in there for the long term. And again, I'm gonna make a prediction for the sake of YouTube by making a prediction, not a statement. YouTube, uh, YouTube, Russia, Putin. Um, to be fair, this is not my speculation. This is someone who, who speculated this, and I thank that person very much. I think Putin's gonna take Moldova. Because there's those things there too, those beep boop, um, those beep boop facilities there too. Let's call it that. The next thing is that uh, Australia plans to build a ten billion dollar submarine base on the east coast. Prime Minister Scott Morris Morrison has announced. Excuse me. Three potential sites are being considered to house the future fleet of nuclear powered submarines. Again, I, I sort of see that with respects to a larger shaping operation uh, pertaining to that of extraterrestrial bases, uh, unidentified submerged objects and what have you. Australia doing this again. We also have to consider that Australia has always been allegedly the quote-unquote testing ground post-World War II for the Americans. Um, more big brotherly than a lot of people prefer in many cases. So that it makes sense that that's happening there. And I'm sure there's a lot of other things under the under the table there too that that's going on. The next thing is that a FOIA or a Freedom of Information Act request has revealed that the US government and hundreds of media companies blurred the line between advertising and news when it came to COVID vaccines. This is according to theblaze.com. I would like to again make that very clear um, that this is from the blaze and again it shows here a FOIA request found that the federal government paid media companies to advertise for the vaccines. Again for the sake of YouTube this is from theblaze.com from a FOIA request. I shouldn't get knocked for that. Uh, the next thing is that Biden is set to sign an executive order this week directing federal agencies to examine the potential uh, regulation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, according to Bloomberg. See, this is another thing as well, too. Again, a lot of people thought, you know, again, uh, the cryptocurrencies were the that of the creation or the manifestation of the intelligence community. Some people thought Putin himself was the one who thought of the idea of cryptocurrencies, hence why he propped up um, and increased his cyber capabilities within like a, a period of five years between 2007 and 2012. So when you look at when you see things like that, it makes you wonder, again, we can speculate all we want on who the alleged quote unquote actual creator of bitcoin is but at least on the surface and this could be very naive of me to say but on the surface it seems as though that cryptos are not favored by those at the top or the elites if you will but again that's still i'm hesitant to be certain but in saying that for now uh the next thing is that 
Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis hosted a roundtable today, or ye- uh, yesterday or the day before, excuse me, with U.S. physicians nationwide, quote, on ending the COVID theater once and for all, end quote. Now, before I go on, to, to be fair and consistent on both sides, let's also consider that Mr. Ron DeSantis, I believe, is considering running for president or vice president in 2022. I don't know if he's going to be Trump's running part. I'm not, I'm not sure. But point being is that, of course, this looks great on his end for, for the people in which he's appealing to. We got to be vigilant to that, even if we agree with what he just said, to be fair. Uh, so speaking of which, Dr. Joseph Freeman, an ER doctor and research scientist from Louisiana, said, and I quote, personally, I would like to apologize to the other three scientists sitting with me here on Zoom, the proponents of the Great Barrington Declaration. I'm sorry, because I believe now you guys were correct, and you were correct from the beginning, end quote. Now, this is anecdotal. Let me just be clear. To be fair, although I do agree with Dr. Joseph Freeman, this is just one doctor, right? Now, again, to play the other side of it, the... For those, a quick recap for those not familiar, the Great Barrington Declaration was something coined by a handful of, um, I believe, doctors um, and professors, I believe, from Harvard and Yale, if I'm not mistaken. Please forgive me if that's not entirely accurate. They basically came out making a full-on statement, and they called that statement the Great Barrington Declaration, saying lockdowns are not going to work, and it's going to cause more damage than actual benefit, um, even if you cross over the parallels of the alleged side effects of of the COVID variants and what have you earlier in this quote-unquote pandemic. Um, See, Dr. Robert Malone brought this up on Joe Rogan as well, and Interestingly enough, you know, with, within a couple weeks after that podcast, uh, that episode aired, you see the White House, Jen Psaki, going after them. So take that as you will. Speaking of which, Jen Psaki said, I think yesterday or Friday, and I quote, it's deeply disturbing that there are politicians peddling conspiracy theories out there and casting doubt on vaccinations, end quote. That, in my humble opinion, I normally would say, folks, take that as you will, but... I don't know which one she's specifically referring to, but if she's trying to continue to push the whole thing of informed consent is vaccine hesitancy, then give me a break. Because, again, some people call it vaccine hesitancy. I am of the opinion, please don't let me sway you, but I am of the opinion it is un- it is informed consent. Now, that's just my opinion, but, again... Um, the next thing, excuse me, I guess this is, has to do with Ukraine. Russian Deputy Prime Minister Novak has threatened to embargo oil exports, halting gas supplies through Nord Stream 1. Um, interesting, uh, t- to say the very least. So, you know, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a lot. Um, <clears throat> from what I understand, please forgive me if I didn't put this in my notes, I should have. The, Germany's doing real bad with gas right now. Like, there's empty metal cans, apparently, all over the place, all over the streets, everywhere. Um, the next thing is that Gas Buddy, which is an app to find the cheapest gas stations near you, and Twitter are both experiencing glitches at the moment. I think I actually experienced some of that myself. Um, interesting to, to notice that and to note that. So, again, we also have to consider, it may not be the Russians doing that. It may be our own side doing that to, again, to create justification to say, look what they're doing to us. Now, again, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying for the sake of you, we have to look at all the angles here. Again, YouTube, don't knock me for that, guys, please. Um, the next thing is that Leb- a Lebanese bank has shut down dozens of UK nationals' accounts. The Lebanese-British dual nationals say that Bank Audi is pressuring them to sign waivers, forfeiting the right to withdraw foreign currency or risk losing their ca- accounts. Again, this is what I meant a couple months back when we were looking at what was happening in Lebanon. And I said I didn't want to make a, a solidified 
decision or statement based on like or an opinion rather because i wanted to see how things played out now i'm not gonna side with the banks there's always two sides to every story and then the truth as they generally say as the phrase goes but I mean, okay, Lebanese British dual nationals say that Bank Audi's pressuring them to sign waivers, forfeiting the right to withdraw foreign currency. I see, because it'll create issues for the Lebanese bank. Okay, I mean, again, this is one of those things, banks versus the people. This is, again, why I, I personally believe the system needs to be revamped from the ground up. I don't know if I would classify myself as an anarchist per se. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I... I wouldn't classify myself as one, but again, it, it toes the line, because when you see things like this happening... These are just innocent Lebanese British people, you know, just trying to go to work and whatever. You wake up one morning, boom, the bank's trying to screw you like holy crap. So uh, the next thing is that Iran says it won't endanger national interests after Russian demand. An agreement on Iran's nuclear deal appeared imminent, but a new Russian demand has cast doubt over the talks. Um, yeah, I figured as much. That seems about right. Again, it's strategic. It's strategy. It's a chess game for these people. The only people that suffer again are the uh, are people like you and I with respect to Iran's safety with nukes. And again, we also have to consider to play devil's advocate that Iran's had nukes for a while. This has just been a theater on the on the front end of things. We got to consider that, too. So many things, folks, so many things, uh, even speaking of which, going back very quickly to the Lebanese bank account situation there, it reminds me of what Trudeau pulled in Canada just a couple weeks back. Like, I mean, cr crap, man, like that, that you should. Uh, Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, folks. I try to stay neutral, but you should not be touching people's bank accounts. That is just, I apologize if you disagree with me, but I mean, that's like, uh, that's bad. I mean, I heard stories of, you know, people, uh, people, you know, in old, old ladies old, just trying to go shopping for a bag of milk and some bread and they can't because their relative donated to the convoy. And, and speaking of Trudeau, by the way, I believe the queen and Trudeau had met today or yesterday for what's whatever nonsense anyways um the next thing is that let's see here uh ukraine and russia foreign ministers to meet in turkey turkey's foreign minister uh, mevlut kavusoglu says the two top diplomats agreed to meet on the side of a forum in southern turkey again i believe this is uh the russian uh, ambassador is lav or foreign minister is uh, lavrov and he's been personally sanctioned by the americans as well uh, the next thing is that Syria, uh, two civilians have been, according to Syria, two civilians have been killed in, in, in an Israeli attack near Damascus. State media says the missile attack caused some material damage south of the capital. Again, we have to consider that it's legitimate, that it could, could also not be to justify something else. It's, it's pure, it's unfortunate, depraved strategy, as I should probably be calling it. I don't want to call it strategy in a good way, rather. Um, and also, if I'm not mistaken, Syria's President Assad uh, is with Putin on this, which, again, with respects to the Ukraine situation. So I, I understand, uh, I mean, that, that I could have seen that coming, you know, from a play of Putin poaching people to get on his side. I could I could see that coming. Um, the next thing is that nearly 400 civilians have been killed in Afghanistan under Taliban rule, according to the United Nations. It is the first major human rights report since the Taliban seized power from the former U.S.-backed government in August. The U.N. is is in theory great, but in my humble opinion, corrupt as crap. Just my opinion. I got to make that vocal for YouTube. But the thing is, is that, again, I'm not trying to say... See, again, this is where it gets tough. I'm not trying to say that these people, it's not our problem. But to what extent do we do, do we get involved or not as Europeans, as Westerners? Even as Australians, really. Because, again, what, 20 years in Afghanistan? Look at what was accomplished. It, with respect, again, it was to pocket 
it was to put money in the pockets of the contractors. I, I firmly am of the belief, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm firmly of the belief that if people really wanted to make the world better, free energy, f fix starvation, truly cure cancer, most if not all kinds, this this could be done within a matter of months, weeks, maybe if not days. But again, it's because they don't want that to be the case, right? So uh, the next thing is that the U.S., according to the United States, the Pentagon plans to shut down a leaking fuel tank facility in Hawaii. The U.S. military's decision comes after thousands were sickened by jet fuel contaminated water at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I mean, I, again, health issues. That's that's uh, that's that's not good, especially if you were sickened by jet fuel contaminated water. Um so yeah, that, that's about it for today, folks. I apologize that I couldn't find anything else that was non, you know, Ukraine, Russia related, what have you. But again, the uh, unfortunately, the tensions out there are high. I'm not trying to fear monger, but I imagine you folks, as you go about your day, you can probably feel it too. Uh, so with that being said, we have lots coming for the members. We have lots coming for the public as well. We may or may not have a surprise live stream in the coming hours days hard to say um i gotta feel things out as as the hours uh, approach but we will catch you all very very soon cheers